Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. New Year's is always an interesting time of the year. It is almost always full of hope and anticipation, and it's kind of like opening day for your favorite sports team. It's the first game of the season, and you have just as much of a chance at that championship as any other team. Everyone has a 0-0 record. You anticipate that things will be different from last year, of course, unless you're the reigning champions, right? And you look at the trends from last year and and factor in all those changes made in the offseason and usually come up with some optimistic predictions for that year. If you are a Portland Trailblazer fan like myself, those predictions usually are replaced with reality of the team since the Blazers haven't won a championship since the 1976-77 season. And so that's the reality of it after all of this uh, anticipation and optimistic predictions. So in keeping with the spirit of this time of the year, I, I thought it would be interesting to take a look at some predictions for the church. COVID has definitely changed a lot of things in our lives, and the church has been no exception to that in many cases. Uh, we are now two years into this sudden shift of things, and it is definitely good to look ahead and see what we might expect, and in some cases, brace ourselves for the year 2022. Uh, in an article entitled 10 Predictions About the Future, uh, Church and Shifting uh, Attendance Patterns, uh, Kerry Numoff is, uh, starts out his article by saying, every generation experiences change. Sometimes you sense you're in the midst of truly radical change, the kind that happens only every few centuries. Increasingly, I think we're in such one now. Those of us in Western culture who are over the age of 30 were born into a culture that could conceivably be still called Christian. Now, as David Kinneman at the Barna Group has shown, even in America, people who are churchless, having no church affiliation, will soon eclipse the churched. In addition, 48% of millennials, born between 1984 and 2002, can be called post-Christian in their beliefs and in their thinking and worldview. I think the change that we're seeing around us might one day be viewed on the same level as what happened to the church after Constantine's conversion or after the invention of the printing press that, of course, made the, the Bible so readily available. Whatever the change looks like when it's done, it will register a seismic shift from what we've known. So what will the future church be like and how should you and I respond? Okay, to the predictions. <laughs> but before we get going, a few things. I realize making predictions can be a dangerous thing, maybe even a bit ridiculous. But I want to offer a few thoughts because I'm passionate about the mission of the church. So bore out of love for the, the, the gathering church, I offer a few thoughts. Consider it 
thinking in pencil, not ink. <laughs> While no one's really sure of what's ahead, uh, talking about it at least allows us to position our churches for impact uh, in a changing world. And so he- here's some predictions um, what, uh, what, of, of what the future church might be like. Number one, the potential uh, the, the potential to gain is still greater than the potential to lose. Every time there is a change in history, there's potential to gain and potential potential to lose. I believe the potential to gain is greater than the potential to lose. Why? Well, as despairing or as cynical as some might be, sometimes understandably, over the church's future, we have to remind ourselves that the church was Jesus's idea, not ours. It will survive our missteps and whatever cultural trends happen around us. We certainly don't always get things right, but Christ has an incredible history of pulling together Christians in every generation to share his love for a broken world. As a result, the reports of the church's death are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> so I, I, I think what he's saying here is, is that, you know, we are, we are the church. Yes, we are the uh, people make up uh, the church, but it's Christ that holds it together, just like he holds together the Bible and making sure that, that none of it is, is changed over the years. Uh, he is a, a living God and he has his hand on things and he's not going to let the church fall apart and he's not going to let the Bible be changed. And so uh, we, we see this uh, in effect. And so, yes, no, there are going to be things that happen around us, but the church will maintain. Number two, churches that love their model more than the mission will die. That said, many individual congregations and some entire denominations won't make it. The difference will be between those who cling to the mission and those who cling to the model. And this is, I think, really important. Uh, when the the car was invented, for instance, it it quickly took over from the horse and buggy. And and the horse and buggy manufacturers were regulated to kind of boutique status, and and many went under, of course. But human transportation actually exploded. Suddenly, average people could travel at a level that they never could before. You see, the mission is travel. The model is a buggy or a car or a motorcycle or a jet or whatever. Look at the changes in the publishing and the music and even photography industry in the last few years. See a trend there? The the mission is reading. It's music. It's photography. The, the model always shifts, moving from things like eight tracks or cassettes. Some of us remember those if we're old enough. <laughs> I won't name names. <laughs> and CDs to MP3s. And now, of course, streaming audio and video. Companies that show innovation around the mission such as maybe you could say Apple or Samsung, uh, will always be companies that remain devoted to the method, which you could probably name in like Kodak, for instance. Now, churches need to, to stay focused on the mission, 
lead, which leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. That's the mission. And be really exceptionally in, innovative in our model. And those churches that do that, I think are going to see real growth. Those that do not do that are going to obviously die. And and some of that, some of that can, it can be a, a good thing too. Uh, to be honest, there, some churches are called to minister to an older uh, mindset, and that's okay as long as they know that they're going to not live forever. <laughs> that ministry will eventually go away. So number three, the gathered church is here to stay. Read um, the, the comments on, on just about any church leader blog and you would think that some Christians believe the best thing to do is to give up on church gatherings of any kind. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. And, and to me, it's naive. While some will leave, it does not change the fact that the church has always gathered because the church is inherently communal. Additionally, what we can do gathered together far surpasses what we can do alone, which is why there will always be an organized church of, of some form. So while our gatherings might shift and look different than they do today, Christians will always gather together to do more than we could ever do on our own. And we have been called, in my estimation, to that physical relationship, but that physical coming together as a church. And uh, and, and yes, we're going to see some shifts and we're going to see some different things happen when it comes to online stuff and that type of thing. But the, the coming together physically and having uh, service together is one of those things that will continue to live on. Uh, all right. Another one. Uh, consumer Christianity will die and a more selfless discipleship will emerge. I see consumer Christianity asks what can I get from God? You may talk to different people and you may say, you know, and, and that, that are looking for churches or whatever. And, they, and they're, they're looking for what a church can do for them oftentimes. Uh, the church hopper uh, <laughs> will be one of those type of people that, that they go from church to church to church because they, they go to a church that uh, is the new shiny thing and they want to see what they can get from that church. Uh, it asks, you know, what's, what's in it for me? And 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 it's it's a consumer type of Christianity, that leads us to you know evaluate our church, our faith, and our ex, our experience, and and each other according to our preferences and our whims. And in many respects, even many critics of the church who have left have have done so under the the pull of of uh, consumer Christianity because nothing meets their needs. All of this is antithetical to the gospel, which calls us to die to ourselves, to lose ourselves for the sake of Christ. I'm not saying that you can't change churches or that the Lord doesn't call us to leave it one church and go to another. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that if we're, if, if we're doing it for the wrong reasons, the Lord looks on our insides. He knows what is inside of us. If he calls us to another church then we are to go, we are to obey. But if we're doing that out of a motive of, well, this church is not giving me what I absolutely need, then then that may be something that is not um, in line with the word. As the church uh, reformats and, and repents, a more authentic, more selfless church will emerge. Sure, we will still have 
to make decisions about music and gathering times and you know, even some uh, distinctions about what we believe. But the tone will be different. When you're no longer focused on yourself and your viewpoint, a new tone emerges. And, and I, I truly believe that this is something that, that we will continue to see grow. And I, I think it's a good trend. Uh, I, I, again, we're, you're never going to find a perfect church. Um, but when you start to think about what I can give to this church and less about what that church can give to me, then that's a good state to be in. All right. Sundays will become more about what we give than what we get. And this kind of goes wrong, along with the last one. The death of consumer Christianity will change our gatherings. Our gatherings will become less about us and more about Jesus and the world that he loves. Rather than a gathering of the already uh, convinced, <laughs> the churches that remain will be uh, decidedly outsider-focused. The word will uh, be supplemented with deeds. Uh, in the future, church uh, being right will be less important than doing right. Now, sure, that involves social justice and meeting physical needs and some things like this, but it also involves treating people with kindness, compassion in everyday life and attending to their spiritual needs as well. And this is the kind of outward focus that drove the, the rapid expansion uh, of the first century church, uh, as we see in the Bible. Uh, all right, another one. Attendance will no longer drive engagement. Engagement will drive att attendance. Um, currently, many churches try to get people to attend, hoping it drives engagement. In the future, that will flip. The engagement will um, will attend um, in in large measure because only the engagement will remain. If if you really think about this, engagement driving attendance is exactly what has fueled the church at its best moments throughout history, and it really is kind of an exciting shift. Uh, and it's a different way of thinking, and I I, I like it. Um, all right, another one: sim uh, simplified ministry will complement people's lives, not compete with people's lives. For years, the assumption has been that the more a church grew, the more activity it would offer. That's one of the, the big things about going to a, like, let's say a mega church or something. They have lots of different programs, lots of different things that, that can be done within that church. The challenge, of course, is that the church can easily end up burning people out. And in some cases, people end up with no life except church life. And some churches offer so many programs for families that families don't even have a chance to be families. <laughs> they, they're just always at church. And, that, and that's, that's, that's not a balanced life. And so um, we're, we're, I, th I think in the future, we're going to see how, how church simplifies and makes itself complement people's lives rather than just trying to offer everything under the sun. Uh, online church will supplement the journey but not become the journey. There's a big discussion right now around, around online church stuff. And, and I think in certain niches, online church might become the church for some who simply have no other access to church. But there is something about human relationship that requires presence. Uh, because the church at its fullest will always gather, um, online church will supplement the journey, I believe. I believe that online relationships are real relationships, but they are not the greatest relationships people can have. Think of it like meeting someone online. You can have a fantastic relationship, 
But if you fall in love, you ultimately want to meet and spend your life together, not just online, right? So it is with Jesus. I mean, people and the church, they want to be together. And so, uh, yes, it will supplement, but it's not going to be the whole thing in most cases. Online church uh, will become more of a front door than a back door. There's no question that today online church has become a backdoor for Christians who are done with attending church. So they don't want to go to church anymore, but, you know, they they still want some sort of church experience. And so they go online uh, to do that so they don't have to show up uh, in person. While online church is an amazing supplement for people, as we were talking about, um, who can't get to a service, it's still an off-ramp for the Christian whose commitment to faith is perhaps less than it might have been at an earlier point, let's say. Uh, Within a few years, the the dust will settle and a new role for online church and online ministry will emerge. Uh, It's all over the place right now. Online church has the potential to become a massive front door for the curious, uh, the unconvinced, and for those who want to know what Christianity Christianity is all about. I know for us, uh, when we changed churches not too long ago, a few years back, um, one of the things that we did was we went online and we looked at a number of different churches in the area and and, and what they looked like online and uh, and and what they were about and what they said uh, that they were about and and uh, and a lot of different things. We were able to put together a list of churches that we wanted to to, uh, to attend and wanted to try out, and we did that first by uh, going online, and we were able to listen to, um, obviously, sermons and and things like that right there as well. Uh, In the same way, you purchase almost nothing without reading online reviews. We did the same thing with churches. Uh, Or, you know, obviously you rarely visit a restaurant without checking it out online first, right? Um, A a church's online presence will be the first thing that people uh, oftentimes see and and will lead to a personal connection with Christ and ultimately gather uh, you know gather at that church and so uh, it's it's going to become as as he puts it a front door rather than the back door that it kind of seems to be now and 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 here gathering will be smaller and larger at the same time well, let's explain while many might think the mega church is dead it's it's not and while others think mega churches are awful. There's nothing inherently bad about them. Uh, Each size of church has its challenges. Small churches, medium churches, and large churches. Um, Size is is somewhat irrelevant to a church's effectiveness. They just, they they have to do it differently. Uh, There are bad megachurches and bad small churches. And there are wonderfully effective megachurches and wonderfully effective Small churches, we will likely see large churches get larger. Multi-site will continue to explode. And as churches uh, that are effective uh, expansion of their mission, uh, this will continue to happen. At the same time, churches will also establish smaller, more intimate gatherings as millennials and others seek tighter connections and and groups. And this is one of the challenges of, of, of big churches. Uh, paradoxically, future large churches will likely become large, not because they necessarily gather thousands in one, into one space, but because they gather thousands through dozens of smaller gatherings under the same form of shared leadership. Some of those gatherings might be 
as simple as a coffee shop or even home venues under a, a simple structure. We will see the emergence of bigger churches and smaller churches at the same time as the gathered church continues to change. And um, and, and one of the things I wanted to get into here as well, uh, Tom S. Rayner, the founder and CEO of ChurchAnswers.com, adds this. He says, I've been doing trends and predictions for churches for many years. My track record is good, but it has nothing to do with my uh, strategy. He says, to the contrary, my approach is straightforward. I look at the data points and try to connect them to see the trends. This COVID year is different. Um, he, he says, we know the world has been turned upside down by the disease and churches have uh, definitely felt the impact. My uh, confidence level in in projecting trends in the past years has been high, but this year is different. <laughs> Indeed, much has changed. Presuming we get on the other side of COVID by the end of the year, the picture for churches in America is mostly clear. Of course, none of us can know the future with certainty, and another COVID spike could change the the conversation dramatically. But he says this, he says, number one, the micro church could become a movement, but there will be challenges. A micro church is defined as a congregation with uh, 30 or fewer attendees. That's what they call a micro church. The growth in the number of these churches was on the upward trend until COVID. <laughs> now we see a hesitancy to invite people into people's homes, and we'll see where that trend heads. I think as we see COVID hopefully going away a little bit more, and 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 um, and we we have seen the Omicron thing happen, uh, where more people are getting COVID, but they're not really being affected by COVID. Uh, I think I think hopefully we're going to see uh, this trend continue to pick up. Uh, number two, there will be more uh, emphasis on evangelism than any period in 30 years. This tr trend is mostly positive. Most churches and their leaders are obeying the Great Commission, but it is also a bit pragmatic as churches see other sources of growth like cultural Christianity decline rapidly. So in other words, um, you know, there was a time when churches could kind of rely on people just wanting to go to church because that's what you did on a Sunday morning. Um, and of course, we're not seeing that uh, any longer. That's not a factor for churches. And so um, so that that plays that plays into this. Uh, more churches will merge or be adopted than any period in 30 years. And, and I, I've seen this uh, growing and growing over the years. There is a greater willingness of struggling churches to be adopted. And there are more churches willing to be adopted, uh, willing to adopt other congregations. Um, and, and really, it, it, that's happening more now than any other point in many years. This movement will prove to be a pivotal, pivotal uh, to keep the doors open of churches that would otherwise close. So if, if you're a church that is really, um, really hurting, uh, you're more likely to want to pair up with a church that's very healthy and that can help you uh, both in leadership and in ministry. It, it is also an indicator that the multi-site movement will continue to grow, like we were talking about. Once a, a healthier church adopts a struggling church, the healthier church is immediately then 
uh, a multi-site, right? Because <laughs> they have multi-sites. Um, all right, uh, another one. Den- uh, denominational structures will uh, begin to look more like networks. And this is an interesting one. Many denominations realize that a top-down structure does not work in most contexts. Uh, leaders in the denominations that are uh, uh, adapting um, are, 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 ge- are getting their, their guidance and their ideas from churches and, and their leaders who are on the ground level. Um, we see some of the things that have happened recently, uh, like the, the podcast we did just a, a few podcasts ago, uh, where a church a church's pastor is, is being taken out because he's not woke enough. And, and, and he's being taken out by the denomination. So um, obviously the, the, the ground swell from that church has, um, has, has wanted a less top-down structure and a more um, more, more say from the congregants, obviously in this case. All right. Another one, departures of pastors will increase by 20%. And that's, that's a huge number. Uh, the, the great resignation as they call it will hit pastors hard. I mean, this is definitely, um, highlighting the fact that we have a pastor shortage on the horizon. And, and if you look at Bible colleges and things like this, uh, I think you're, you're going to see that trend. Uh, only continue. Uh, ministry training will begin to evolve really into uh, a different model um, or maybe different models, I should say, because there still will be seminaries and Bible colleges and Christian universities. Um, they're, they're not going away, but the models will begin to grow at a rapid pace. I think we, we will have more on, uh, you know, on, on more uh, different types of groups that teach people how to do ministry rather than just you know, a, a Bible college experience, let's say. Uh, and church giving will decline 5%. Um, many churches experienced increased giving at, at least uh, at, uh, in 2020 and 2021. Uh, and, and a lot of that was due to the billions of dollars that flowed, uh, flowed into uh, church bank accounts from, uh, uh, fr- from you know, obviously uh, these these stimulus packages and that type of thing. Um, but, uh, but that's going to start going away, and I think we're going to see a decline in that. So switching from predictions to realities uh, that the church will face in, in 2022, there is a lot of reason for hope. Biblically, there is always hope in Christ. Additionally, we see many churches reaching uh, more people than, than, than they ever have. Uh, close to a majority of churches have not experienced declining finances. Uh, attendance is close to, to even, um, or e- even better in some cases, uh, in, than, than, the, than they were in 2019. Uh, a lot of those churches are the churches that stayed open and didn't uh, bow to the pressures of, of the COVID restrictions and things. Um, churches will grow, um, and churches that grow will move evangelism to the priority um, in, in their ministry. So, and, uh, and not just evangelism. I, I believe that that when a church is healthy, they are doing evangelism and discipleship. And and but but basically, churches that focus in on the pillars of what they should be doing as a church biblically. Those are the churches that are going to grow. When you start to get into all kinds of, of you know, societal type things, that's and 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 lose the the pillars that you're supposed to do as a church. That's when you start to die. A denominational support will wane significantly. 
Um, most denominations, like the churches they serve, are struggling, and they don't have the resources that they once had to help churches. New networks will form, and new affinity groups will uh, be established among churches so that they may help one another. Uh, attendance toward churches and uh, and, uh, and Christians are not monolithic. Um, in other words, don't assume that every non-Christian you meet is anti-Christian. Uh, for certain, there are definitely those that are out there, but you're going to get a lot of uh, kind of a- apathetic type of people, and uh, and the churches need to to be able to address the, those type of people because again, that that cultural Christianity type thing isn't isn't there any longer. Uh, Part time vocational ministry will become the norm. Uh, we, we, we've seen a lot of that where p- uh, pastors are bivocational. They work a job and do uh, the pastorate. Um, we established that as, as many as 15,000 churches will be confronted with the choice of closing uh, their doors or, or uh, being adopted. And we're going to see that trend continue. Churches that resist change will decline more rapidly. And it is hard, it, it is hard to affect change in, in many churches. Um, the sad mantra of we've, we've never done it that way before is really, um, you know, that, that's the start of death. And, and change uh, resistance um, will only, only make for a faster decline uh, within a church. Churches need to be able to, uh, to change and, and to grow, not sacrifice the message, not sacrifice what is, what is important, but they, they need to do, uh, be able to um, you know, change the way that they do things, um, just not the message. Uh, more churches will struggle to find pastors. We see a lot of uh, churches right now, even without pastors, uh, and for lengthy periods of times. Uh, and we're going to see that grow, I believe. Um, let's end with, with, with a re- reality number one again that there is always hope in Christ. Uh, amid all of these changes, there is an abundance of hope. Um, what is no longer an option is the middle-of-the-road way of doing church as usual. Churches will either focus on God-given priorities, or they will decline and die, and it's that simple. You may agree, you may disagree. would love to hear from you, and you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.